Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com right now and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com is the men's accessory marketplace. We all know that Cufflinks.com has Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Star Trek, Mandalorian, Disney, every amazing geeky thing. They have products that match your desires, as well as having the classic wearable art brands like Ox and Bull, Hook and Albert, and of course, Cufflinks' own brand, Cufflinks, baby. We all know that there's a coronavirus going around, and we want everyone to be safe and happy, and a lot of things have been canceled, okay? And a lot of sales that Cufflinks had have been canceled too, NCAA, things like that, but They have now put over 700 items on their sale page to get a great discount while people are planning that next outing with their friends. When this all clears up and you go out, you're still going to have to look good. So head over to cufflinks.com today. We wish you and your family well. Have a great day. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Westworld Theorycast. I have a special show for you this evening, late evening, early morning when you're getting this. Hopefully on Monday morning, I was a guest on Justin Thomas and Hacks Dogma's after show before the dust settles. Immediately following Westworld, we jumped on. I'll put a link to the video in the show notes as well so you can see Hacks and Justin doing that every week. Johnny was on with us as well. We had a great time. We went for about an hour and a half. We talked all about this episode. It was tons of fun. I'll be back later on today, Monday, uh, with Ken, and we're going to go over the episode. Then, of course, I'll be back with Jenny and Brett on Wednesday. We'll go deeper, get their uh, their attitudes and theories and ideas, and then the cleanup text, Tim, Andy, and Gina coming up for you on Friday. So thanks again for downloading. Do give us a review if you can. Head on over to dvrpodcast.com. I hope everyone is safe, feeling good. And actually, I forgot to hit record kind of when Justin started. (laughs) We're we're all on YouTube and I'm on camera. Maybe I was a little nervous. So I kind of cut off his intro. So you're actually going to start with me introducing myself on Justin's show. So here I am. Check us out. We're doing three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm also covering Better Call Saul with Ashea from History of Westeros. That's been a lot of fun, and I'm very glad to be here with all three of you gentlemen. I hope you feel better, Justin, and I'm excited to talk about Westworld. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to get that link in the um, in the chat uh, right now. And Johnny Bragg, our behavioral tech, introduce yourself, let people know where they can find you, of course, and then uh, run us through the technical specs and the name uh, of the show in a, in a brief little, give us the cliff notes on the meaning behind uh, uh, the absence of field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, everybody? I'm Johnny B. Crazy from House of the Conqueror. Remember, if you have any questions for tonight, at me in the in the chat please please uh westworld season three episode three the absence of field the 23rd installment in the series is 57 minutes long it was written by denise day uh directed by amanda marsalis and the title comes from a poem called keeping things whole whole by mark strand it was released in 1964 as part of a 
part of the Sleeping with One Eye Open collection. Uh, it's all about fragmentation and unity. Uh, we're all part of a whole, so to speak. That's the very simplistic term. Maybe I'll read it for you later. Yeah, yeah. you're going to use me promise slam poetry for us. No, no, no. Thank you, as <laughs> always. Uh, and I just put uh, Axel's link in the um, the, ch- the live chat down there. Uh, so I'll go ahead and just uh, – I-, I will uh, spark off the conversation uh, uh, for us. So at first, we get the um, – the the message from Charlotte during the massacre, right? We start off with this Nathan right away in my fever uh, soaked sweat. I, I I'm thinking, who the hell is Nathan? Shit, what, who am I missing here? Who am I missing? <laughs> we do get that connection. I think it's a cool connection. It's with the daughter, but uh, I won't. Or the son, the son. I said, excuse me for my fogginess, but uh, I won't jump ahead too much. I promise not to. We uh, then go to Delos where we see some cool new robots, which I know Axel is liking. uh, And we also get some information. Uh, Hex, if you want to start us off there and then tell us your thoughts. Information? Yeah, the the 38% is being bought up. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they cannot sell their weapons to Saudi Arabia <laughs> anymore, which you just hit the bottom of the barrel at that point. And yeah. you can't sell your weapons over there. So you're done. <laughs> done. So it's, it's interesting when they first, like I had to go back and rewatch what they were saying. Like they, their line was written really, really odd. Like it, it was basically just, they had these shell corporations or shell corporations that were, uh, <clears throat> buying up, buying up percentages of, of their stock until finally they had 38%. Um, and then could, assumingly run the entire company it's interesting 38 percent is not what you need to to own a company 51 percent is is made is majority rule so kind of paints this picture where william being the previous majority owner may not be the the majority owner anymore um so yeah it was a lot of a lot of information but the biggest thing was was this you know introduction of a mole and kind of painting the picture that they were going under Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think it was an I- implication, right? Because I mean, even uh, people that don't, you know, I don't have uh, any, uh, I don't have a portfolio right now on the stock market, but we know 38% isn't what gets you there, right? So I think it was just an indication that there was something afoot and it finally was a red flag for them. And it kind of leads us back to your original theory, which I, I guess I had bought into. I'm such a mark, just wholesale in earlier on, but I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that this is complete confirmation that Charlotte the Betrayer. Uh, is true, uh, and if you want to go over that and and, and take uh, take because uh, when when you're wrong, hacks, I'm gonna let you know, and when you're right, you get the you get the you get the run with it, baby. So so let everybody know uh, what what you put out there before and kind of lay out because that is what we're dealing with this episode. Yeah. Um, so not to toot my own horn too much, but uh, I asked them to the uh, couple years ago. Th- there was this you know just anomalies in, in what Charlotte Hill was doing. Um, you know, just the fact that it would take two weeks to get you know, to get Delos to come and save the fucking asset that is worth all of their IP. Uh, it doesn't make sense. No company would ever do that. I even made a, a bold statement in that, in that video. I was like, <clears throat> if that theory is wrong, I'll tattoo it to my body. And I'm glad that I didn't do it. And I'm glad that I didn't have the backbone to go, go forth and get the tattoo then. Uh, but it looks like it was, it was right. It was uh, Charlotte, the betrayer it has been going on this whole time. Uh, she's she's the mole that that was working for a third party company before we knew Insight existed. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get more into that later because you get further confirmation. Axel, I want to know what you thought about the aesthetics of it. I want to know what you thought about the information we were given. And then I do want to move on to the reveal of Nathan with you guys and uh, get Johnny's take on that, too, because I think it's very interesting now that we get this. Um, you know, we still, of course, and this is my bold prediction, we probably won't know until almost the very end who is inside of Charlotte Hale's body. That will be the big question uh, for, for this season, I predicted. And it, it does seem, though, that we're getting a cool twist on it, uh, a little bit of this uh, rejection of the human uh, you know, nature, in the, in the, but a little bit of tying her to this uh, human uh, loop, if you want to go as far as say that. Uh, what would you think about it, Haxel? Axel. I, I I just mixed your guys' name. Axel, <laughs> baby, I like it. That's our band yeah. name, Axel. Already shipped, so let's go. All right. <laughs> um I thought that this was maybe the most interesting part of this episode to me. The way that we had seen through James Delos the rejection of the host body by a previously human person, right? And in this case, we're seeing the rejection of the human existence by the ho- – like the mere fact I'm, – I'm trying to understand. We think that this is someone else, you know. My guess – everybody probably think it's probably Teddy. I, there's another guess out there that it's Maeve's daughter, which I like that one too. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but I – they are – rejecting that they are pretending they're another person and inside their body. So it's not just a rejection of having a different body. It's the rejection of having to pretend to be that person. Now, is there a part, is this person actually similar to Dolores, who is Dolores and Wyatt? Is this person Hale because she visited the park? She's got a book, right? Is it Hale mixed with someone else to to bring about mm. that? Because we're seeing that everywhere in this season. Maeve has a button that can turn her a different way. Bernard has a button that can turn him a different way. We're further exploring the blurring line between humanity and artificial intelligence and what that really means. And I just, I found that to be fascinating the way she was marking herself. We were talking previously about it looked like Johnny noted it looked like it was the insight, um, deviations, divergences that she was actually putting into herself. Does that mean in that Rehoboam is inside her or is it just a reflection of feeling the vibrations around her? You know, the thing like, basically reaching out with its tentacles and testing everything. I don't know. There's further to say about it, but that was a really cool part. I really like that insight that you had. I see. I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, maybe it's fever uh, that you had into that. But uh, and I'm going to Johnny uh, speak on this. But I, I really like what you touched on because I, the major thing I took away this episode, other than the Caleb and Dolores uh, collaboration, which was cited like on a storefront, um, was was that what you talked about, Axel? That it, that is not more, not as much like body dysmorphia per se, like of like realizing they're in a different body. It's a psychological aspect yeah. of, the, of taking on the other's life that is really intriguing to me. Uh, and I do take it is it, it. I really like that. Like, is it them reaching out and it's the code, or is this some? I usually go, you know me, more just like symbolic. I'm like, oh, it's symbolic of this, and they'll play off of it. But 
it could go deeper and we'll have to wait and see because uh, like you were alluring to and we'll get into that a little bit. Johnny, uh, what do you think about all of it? Well, I have to agree with uh, Axel's assessment and I want to add to it a little bit. If you think about this, they've made a real point to show that the hosts have DNA and we're presuming that I'm presuming that Dolores would use Charlotte Hale's DNA to be able to get past screenings and everything. Uh, we know DNA carries memory. I can even give examples of organ transplants, people getting the personalities of the people they got the organ transplants from. And it may all culminate into that. Like the DNA of Charlotte Hale is like trying to come out here. Um, I don't know. That would be kind of well, beautifully think it's a, ironic. I, yeah, I think it's a cool thought, right? Um, yeah. Hex, what did you think about this relationship with Jake and the the, the uh, kind of uh, you know uh, spawning on us this idea that well, not this idea, this this reality uh, that she is a mother that she has to now play this role, and and Dolores didn't really prep her for that. Yeah, uh, so there's a few things with this that that I find really odd. Like uh, the the point of Dolores reading this book of of Charlotte Hale, and then that not being transferable in any way to get that to the person who's going to be playing Charlotte Hill is really, really seems like vital information. Seems like vital information. Yeah. It seems like a very easy way to, to be this person. Um, but it's not used. So that's interesting. Uh, the, you know, really, you know, I think what they're doing with this, this, um, you know, her, this person inside of herself, um, you know, I think they're showing that they're making the principle stand that you cannot be inside multiple uh, multiple bodies that aren't yours, that you weren't that weren't built for you, kind of thing. Um, you know, to to really show that a host is you know stuck to that identity uh, and that identity defined as as a body, and maybe a one off can happen if you read the book of that person, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a good good stance to take. Um, for the stakes um, issues of our story, right? Yeah, because it's it's like, you know, it helps kind of baseline what who can be who, right? Uh, and I think that that's really important to make to making a story more clear. Um, I would have loved for them to have said who was in Charlotte Hale this episode. I'm I'm kind of upset that they didn't because you know that's what we're going to be talking about for the next seven days, uh, assumingly it happens next week, and uh, you know. But I don't know. I have some new predictions on on who it is, but uh, we can we can wait for that in, in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. We had our big. I think it was like the seventh episode of last season that we had our uh, one of our classic, uh, as I'm going to call them, Justin Thomas and Hacks debates. Uh, we were arguing about if hosts needed their body or not. This before you got that, uh, and you know, I was with you. I, I don't like that for the story because it kind of really opens that door, right? To just like, oh shit nothing you know everything can just be so deceiving and nothing can mean anything it takes it really can hinder you as far as stakes go and as far as story goes so i agree with you they have like i i took my victory there but i didn't like it i actually i I never get to win and be happy (laughs) because i'm like oh shit that's not great for the story though because that does mean now anybody could be anybody can i interject really quickly go ahead go ahead um because i was just thinking about this because we were talking before we started too about um, Dolores or Maeve at some point having a child. And then Justin, you said, you know, they would be different. It wouldn't be like a traditional, like birth, like live birth, you know? Yeah. And I, and then we were talking about Dolores, per, this, um, or Hale perhaps being two things. 
maybe she is Dolores and something else. And that's yeah. her daughter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what are I, we? We're our mother and our father. Maybe she took part of Teddy and put it into a Dolores and made a kid. Here's what I'll say about the reason that I, I, that I said that before is because I believe like the message of this story is to show us that there's other ways to appreciate life and there's other ways to identify life. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a child in a biological like sense. And we don't need yeah. to, it, it doesn't mean we did it and it's all our way. So we wrote the book and you got to follow that. So I, it's kind of the message of the story. So I do believe they will show an incarnation, but I also stand with hacks and uh, on the fact that I think that, you know, kind of what we're getting at is they need to put a finite real, method for how these pearls work right hacks for just a storytelling sake they need to do this for our narrative because we can't have this i like that like that right there is very beautiful and symbolic of what i'm talking about that idea you just gave right axel so if that's going to be the way it is because that goes along with what i think the message is we need to be clear about how this works because <laughs> if everybody can just be swapping at any point and and we don't have any rhyme or reason or way that no methodology is laid out it really takes away from the story like right now like we want to find out who's who and we also want to find out that process i think right i think that'd be fair to say we want to know who is who and how that works because if you don't really give us a method for it it's kind of you know kind of wishwashy for the story yeah it's i don't know it's it's interesting and i do think like hosts necessarily don't need to have a, a traditional birth right uh you know, this idea that you could create something or, or, um, uh, be the mind meld of two things. Sure. I could see it in, in the host world, but you know, biologically they're, they're carbon copies of us. I don't see any reason that they couldn't have children, um, in a traditional sense. Uh, you know, but that, that's a whole nother conversation with a yeah, whole yeah. other tendril of, of uh, what ifs that, that I don't care to go down. Yeah, let me let me get my fever taken away and we'll have a classic debate uh, uh, in a later uh, episode. Uh, Johnny, go ahead. I think uh, it would be reasonable to assume that Dolores would want to get back her lost innocence some way, even mm-hmm. if it's just symbolic for her. Like she can see a copy of herself. Uh, had the life she never had because she can't take it back now. If she, unless she wants to erase her memories, she's not going to be able to take it back. And that may be something that could happen way in the future when she's done with all this. Maybe she resets herself. Um, I don't know, but that, that is it. They, they do, they are going to want children of their own. Uh, will they get tied to the actual cub size human? You know, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I like, I like where y'all are going with that. No, I like that insight because it's like, I think it's clear, right? That she, that is her main motive is to, to make sure that they don't end is to stop the way the the world is working, but also, you know, make sure their people continue on. So she definitely wants to continue on the, the, you know, the host way, but it's like, she's already having to sacrifice, right, Axel? Like she's already having to sacrifice like by going in and, and being very like, again, like she was last season, having to turn off emotions. She had to put the gun down when she was talking to Charlotte, right? Like, like Charlotte says, like, oh, you're doing this because you might have to kill me. Like she's already having to walk that thin line of becoming what she hates. Yeah, I think, but that's her evolution, right? That's mm-hmm. her constantly learning. And that's why I think that there is always the chance that she goes against what we previously thought just in the same way 
that there's little hints here just in the beginning when uh, Hale asks her, why did you create Bernard? Right? Yeah. We don't see him, but she says there you'll find things can have many uses or something along that line. Already, the re- perhaps the reason she created him, she did have this idea that she told Bernard that I was, you know, you're going to be my counterbalance, but it quickly evolved into her <laughs> using him yeah. to gain whatever she needed to gain, right? Yeah, yeah with, it was a noble endeavor. Blaming him for – right, but look what it became. So that's what – like the line changes and her – that's what I find interesting about her character is that it's almost as if Evan Rachel Wood is playing a different character every season. Mm-hmm. And this Dolores is different from the Dolores last year who was figuring out what the Wyatt part of her was. You know, yeah. it wasn't really until the end of last season that she became this new Dolores, maybe the first time really awake Dolores. Um, oh, so I, that's I interesting because Wyatt had been with her that yeah. entire time. Do you guys think because right away when she um, – the information we do get is she recognizes Charlotte Hale. I'm talking about when she's first taking – whoever's inside of Charlotte Hale first, she goes, she says along the lines of why would you bring her back? She tried to stop us. And same thing with Bernard. So it's, do we, do we completely rule out Bernard at this point of being in there? Because uh, it's somebody that recognizes and remembers Charlotte Hale. And it's somebody that recognizes and remembers Bernard. There's a a recognition of Bernard as a third party. So I'm thinking it definitely rules out Bernard for any, for any Bernard purists out there. I agree Um, with you. If you're selling online, you need ReadyCloud CRM. ReadyCloud CRM keeps you and your team connected through a powerful e-commerce suite for shipping, online returns, and growth marketing. Go to ReadyCloud.com slash pod to start your free trial. ReadyCloud CRM syncs with all popular sales channels, including Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, WooCommerce, Square, and Amazon. ReadyCloud CRM has the everyday tools you need to review all your orders, quickly ship your orders for less, and handle returns the way Amazon does. Start out today and get 100 free action alerts by registering at ReadyCloud.com slash pod. That's ReadyCloud.com slash pod. Oh, I was just going to say... Philip LC, uh, my theory is Wyatt personality talking to Dolores, personality in hell, you belong to me. I don't know if I read that right, but no, I see Philip. Yeah. I like that idea. You're that this multiplicity, this internal multiplicity, could exist, right? Like we as human beings may think in order to have a um, a functioning consciousness, it would have to be singular, but mm-hmm. perhaps that's not true for these hosts instead of dolores and wyatt becoming what we now see as dolores perhaps it's somewhat different and they're comfortable with different facets being in control at different times because in actuality isn't that kind of how humans exist don't we Mm -hmm. wear our different masks and react in different ways to the same situation if a different person is there you know are you saying people are fake son of a bitch (laughs) i'm just saying people are not as did you did you watch tiger king yet the level of consciousness (laughs) Uh, in human beings is very variable i'm getting that you can sum that show up with meth 
Yeah. Nah. <laughs> like that, that's oh, really? Yeah. That's how many tastes did it take you to figure that one out? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've heard the the story beats, and I'm getting math. I, like explains everything that happens in that show. Um, Two episodes uh, I, in, I love I love Joe Joe Exotic. All right. Two episodes <laughs> in, I'm sure that's going to change. It's a documentary, but he's he's my fucking boy. Um, yeah. This so back on the show, the idea of this like humanity consciousness being different than host consciousness, right. In the sense that like multiple people could exist inside a, inside of Dolores. And then, you know, nothing could theoretically uh, be wrong with that. I think with humanity, it's not the case because that sounds maybe more close to, uh, to multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Right. And we know that, mm-hmm. that, uh, um, well, it's called it a disorder. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, I don't know, because it's such a fascinating thing when you consider um, individuality and the identity of hosts, when you can literally change your name, code, body, you know, so on and so forth. So I think that, like, the the point of showing this is that they, they need to build this this singular personality and they need a body that they can singularly fit into that would identify them. Um, you know, they, they stick with this whole thing of, of what is... Uh, you know, what cannot be replaced is real. Uh, yeah. and, and immediately see, then replaces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they're, they're staying true to it. Like they're, they're staying true to it. Like if Dolores dies right now, we don't know that she has a backup. Um, but on the counter side of that, we know that most or not most humanity, but well, actually maybe most humanity, uh, probably could be replaced inside the forge, given that all the data exists. It's like this flip flop of, you know, uh, humans are now the the replaceable thing, and mm-hmm. only fi- a finite amount of awakened hosts exist. Um, but the whole my whole spiel of that is just that, like, I think again that it's trying to just establish these rules, like only you can survive in your own body, meaning that Charlotte Hale will probably self destruct in some kind of way over the course of this season, and not like not spontaneous combustion, but more just. The tearing of the seams until she can get no, no longer barren or something. Yeah, and Dolores uh, has to kill herself. Yeah. Well, I like I like what you were. T- let, let's let's play off that because the, the next thing I wanted to talk about hacks was that we do see when Dolores is somewhat, and I and I, I want to get your guys' take on it. I couldn't tell if she was really in any danger at all. Like when she was on that ambulance, I have no reason with information that I've been given that she should be really bleeding out or needing anything. But we do see that they are so dependent on technology, right? that mm-hmm. they aren't getting a diagnosis for her because so we start to see again, this narrative of our over-dependency on tech and, you know, uh, all, all the things that we're currently doing right now that are, are, are hobbling us, not enabling us. So, um, you know, we do see that I'm talking about the scene where we see her on the ambulance with, uh, Caleb. So, uh, let's dive into that aspect of it. The Caleb Dolores, uh, collaboration and, and what you guys thought, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you first, Axel, and then, uh, you hex and then go ahead, Johnny. I, you alluded to it and I found it strange and I was trying to figure out why she was even getting into the ambulance. I can only assume there's only two things. Either she has shut, it goes right back to what you were talking about being irreplaceable. She has turned off all of that inside of herself and made basically given herself human parameters in order to complete her tasks within this world to prove to them, I can do it the way you do it. Right. 
which I yes. kind of find silly because I think if you're a host, take advantage of it, Dolores. Yeah, but um, or the whole thing is a simulation, and we can get to that one. <laughs> but uh, uh, to go off that, we'll talk about. I'll go off that one, and I'll just go to the turning off thing, which I think is interesting. But she does kind of. I think she's playing possum. But why? Why? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Is she didn't need to have, she could have any situation in which she needed to bring Caleb to her. She already had him. The whole thing that they went through with the ambulance, the killing the cops, or was it that, that she needed, ah, that's interesting. She needed him to be on the run. She needed him to have no other choice but to be with her. Uh, yeah. So that's why she did it. Here, okay. I think yeah, figured it, really it out. Important. There we go. I think we figured it out. I, or maybe she did actually turn off her pain things, but she miraculously gets up and starts shooting. And then she's like getting into the car, hacking it, you know? So well, I let's, think let's take that's it to Johnny next, but I do want to, yeah. for anybody that watches Screen Rant or Pitch Meeting, it's because I need the story to happen is my answer for this. Uh, because the story needs to happen and that's what I need to happen. No, but that's a good answer it. though, that she was playing possum and it also entangles him so far deep into it. Does. It yeah. does. It, it goes against everything she's preaching. But then again, you know, who's to say? Because we have seen her, like you she said before, she's got, she, she is learning and she's going, she's having to learn, you know, that it's all about that tearing that establishment down and in, in trying to be an anarchist, but building a government when you're doing it. Um, go ahead, exactly. John. Good point, Justin. Uh, really quick. There's something really big that happened in this scene. Uh, Caleb hooks her up to the blood on the IV. Mm-hmm. The human blood apparently works. I think that's what brought her back. I think she really was losing so much blood. She was, she was going out. Oh, sy- okay. Systems were malfunctioning. Okay. Um, this may be key later. If human blood works inside a host, how far does that go? Ooh, I love true the blood connection. It's just vampires. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, Johnny. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like we are so close, but. 100% it, it well not simulation 100% dude it's got to be all scripted all of it has to be scripted because she work she walks perfectly fine from the ambulance to the car yeah. drags the guy smashes his head moments ago she was stumbling with bullet wounds she is fine dude and it like the blood may be a thing but at the same time we have to wonder why she is why she has kept these pain receptors on knowing that they by all means do not need them to be on to 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 live and and work right uh can i add this in really quick i'm so sorry but why don't they shoot caleb uh plot armor yeah Yeah. because they need the story to happen they're sorry no i mean not plot like uh why do the guys not shoot uh they shoot the er's but they don't shoot their emts but they don't shoot the they don't shoot caleb's like why why would they have an issue i don't know i'm not trying to pick it apart but it's it's a question close he like legitimately is in the military i'm not i didn't find anything wrong with that uh could have been an app thing they could have known him from the app or something like that in the same way he recognized them on the app like a professional courtesy yeah just like the guys in the end there's also, I think, maybe a line about shooting end, a fellow later. Rico Ricoer or something like that that somebody said at one point. Um, so maybe it's like, a, you know, a chivalrous not to shoot. A code. Fellow. It's the criminal code. Criminal code. Yeah. yeah. Veteran, too. Yeah. 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 And a veteran. Yeah. He might be working okay. another job and they don't know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they got hired for the job to take her 
And he shows up there and they're like, oh, it's another one of, you know, we at least got to talk to him. Yeah, yeah it's a professional. Okay. So uh, 100%. I, this is all all her plan. All of this is Dolores' plan because she knows, you know, the like she had all of this data about him before this before this episode happened. You know, uh, it doesn't really show her going out and learning this or, or documenting his life. She just has this readily available. Um, and I mean, again, like with all the evidence of like meeting at the underpass and then they meet at an underpass and and, you know, program pain receptors and uh you know, is, is conscious during the, during the ambulance ride, but then, um, only comes back like my, my whole thing, or I guess my, my biggest point of this is that it was a test for Caleb. It was to see exactly what she says later on is if he would turn against her, you know, if yeah. he would be a genuine human a and protect the innocent and, or, you know, um, the, the, the hurt or, or damaged or, um, you know, something like that. But, uh, you know, if, this, if this is like the ad, this is his original sin moment, like his moment to yeah. make the decision. Yeah, to see, to, to really classify who who he was, and I think that he passes that test. Um, and and you know, it, and then we can argue if if she knew that he was going to pass that test, or if it was legitimately uh, he. She just came across him and then decided to to see who he really was. But, Isn't that that hacks? I f- I'm glad you mentioned that, pal, because I find that to be the interesting thing I'm thinking about because if she's trying in some way, she seems kind of out of touch with what's happening with Maeve, uh, not Maeve with uh, Hale. Yeah. Right. And maybe Dolores just is not as in control of this situation as we're kind of giving her credit for in a way, you know, she, she has seemed to got into insight and she's finding clues, but she really is on the outside right now. And she, maybe she just does happen upon him and then she finds all this information. But I could also believe that she targeted him and the a whole other thing was a setup for well, him the story, to you know, implants the guy and gets it. Caleb. Yeah, in the, with the story that we're giving, but it is Westworld, so I think this speculation is not undue. And I myself, in yeah. one of the pre-shows, mentioned that I thought just from the trailers alone that this was a setup. So I'm not calling uh, bullshit on what your guys' speculations, but I'm going to say I think, in fairness, the story that we are giving, given at face value here, was that revelation came after this incident when he chose, even after his life was on the line, not to give her up. That at least that's what she's putting off that that was the revelation that, that, that something was different. And he, made I still don't buy it. I, st- I, I, I'm not I, saying we have to I, yeah. buy it, but I'm saying that that's what was sold to us. Right. In it's Westworld. You don't got to buy it at face value, but at face value, I think it's fair to say that was the narrative in which was given in this episode. Yeah. And I like, uh, but you know what, isn't it fun that we can kind of see I'm, both I'm ways. I'm not saying you yeah, can't speculate. Yeah. I'm just, Oh yeah, no, just I know. Saying, I know pal. Yeah. I'm just saying it's kind of fun that they, they did a good job of writing it like that. Yeah. Perfectly. I, I like that they're yeah. keeping that ambiguity that we've recognized in other seasons. What story do you like better? I like better that she she makes the decision as I like it at face value actually better. In and I was speculating again at the trailer with you like months ago, like that this was bullshit and set up. What do you like better, Axel? Um, I like the idea that once he stayed with her, she set up the ambulance thing in order to run through the test. That it's a little bit of both. That he happened upon the delivery by accident, 
but the choice he made to stay there with her, she then went into, oh, I could have an ally here because she could access insight and, and Rehoboam, right? And so she yeah. made that decision instantaneously. That kind of, I kind of like that. Where, where, do you, where do you like it at Hex? Um, yeah, I agree. I, I take it at after. I take it at after the impasse. I, I take it at after he was put up through the torture. I like the idea that that's when it really clicked for. Uh, they, like that was kind of what was sold to us. But again, I think that it's totally possible. And I've speculated it was possible beforehand. Johnny, what about you? Do you like this at face value or do you want to get all uh, you you want to get all theory on it? Well, I mean, I I like it at face value, but I think it uh, shows an exhibition of a very small amount of free will. Uh, because this free will doesn't seem to happen too much anymore. And we can go into the philosophical argument if there really is anything as free will. But on that, I think that him making that decision surprised her. I think Dolores definitely now has access to Rehoboam somehow. She has hacked into that system. I think that's who she's talking to in her damn ear. She has been able to get all of this information. I don't know if she can get everything, but she does have everything on Caleb's damn life. And that I think she was prepared to kill him. You know, I think he was expendable up until the point where he made that decision um, to not give up her name. You know, uh, why? We don't know, but I mean, he's kind of says, but uh, she's the first thing that's real to him. And it's just a budding love story. And I like it better <laughs> if it's a little more spontaneous. We're split down the line. We're split down the line because me and Johnny are obviously the, 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 uh, the, the, you know, the romantics here. And we want this to be more real. You know, we Johnny, you kind of remind me of Aaron Paul. Ford planned Can I everything. say that? Now it's Dolores planned everything. Like we're still oh, not sorry. away from it. Westworld will always be like, is it all set up? Imagine if you could listen to a podcast where James Delos tells you why he bought Westworld. Well, James Delos isn't real, but Christopher Slough of Reddit, Brandon Hillcart of Bark, and Cortland Allen of Indie Hackers are. And so is Code Story. Code Story is a podcast interviewing the tech visionaries about their journeys building products from nothing to something amazing. Code Story is a podcast interviewing the tech visionaries about their journeys. Like How I Built This with Guy Raz? This is the same type of podcast, but bend towards those in the tech world. In the show, host Noah Labhart digs into the critical details about what it takes to change an industry, how the tech visionary got started building their world-changing product, what sort of trade-offs they had to make in the beginning, and how they coped with them. Our tech leaders are not only brilliant builders, they're humans, and they have a human story to tell. Hey, I've listened to the podcast, and it's awesome. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're into tech. And if you want to hear the real human stories behind that tech, Code Story is the podcast for you. Subscribe to Code Story now on every major podcast platform. Code Story, the future is now. Um, but, uh, okay. So, uh, Hex, now we do notice now there's some very eldest Huxley Soma stuff going on here with their drips. He has his drip turned off. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they, but they also, they, they plug into that, um, with a fucking drill, um, <laughs> and they're able to mess with his heart rate. Um, and they're able to do all this stuff under interrogation. Do you want to talk about that whatsoever? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that like, uh, you know, they're able to, to hack into, 
you know, hack into an implant by like some kind of little zap to it. Um, and then immediately pair and then, uh, torture with raising the heartbeat to the point of cardiac arrest. Uh, really interesting torture slash like nightmare feel. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if there's, there's much more to discuss than that. It's just, I would, I would hate to have this embedded into my mouth you know, uh, all the benefits aside, just this idea that someone could have that control over your physical body. Like they don't even need to touch him. They can just alter, alter him and, uh, you know, remotely. Um, but maybe that's the hacker in me that's, that's saying, uh, you know, unplug your ethernet at night. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, it's very Elvis Huxley, Brave New World. They do mention, oh, that people would kill for a veteran's um, drip. And I, I think what I'm going to go to you on this, Axel, what I'm taking from that. And Brave New World, everybody takes a, a drug called Soma. And it's a very similar situation. It's just a book that was written about 100, almost 100 years ago. So it's the tech isn't quite there, but they're controlling everybody. It's the same same idea. And everybody, you know, it's pretty much has to just be blind consumers and just content in life and let you know, the, the system just push them along. So, uh, you know, and if anybody is a veteran themselves or knows any veterans, uh, like, um, definitely I, I take this to like, you know, the prescriptions that they are prescribed a lot of times when they get home that, uh, they are usually the people that, uh, you, they have Xanax scripts, they have this, they have that. So they have that capability. I think it might be a little bit of a commentary on that and a little bit Eldis Huxley with, you know, that pretty much they've been through some shit for the government, so if they need some mental health medication, which there's nothing wrong or it's not a statement on that, but it's definitely, you know, like they say, they specifically say people would kill. It's a waste that he's not using this. So he, it's like almost him choosing not to take a prescription or to take something. Yeah. Uh, did, did you get that vibe? Yes, I did. Initially, I thought that they were talking about the chip that they had made reference to um, in the first episode. And I think they said chip in the first one, and this is drip, right? Yeah. And drip, like you're talking about, I immediately thought it's a drug reference and that they are, they are getting either some sort of, um, uh, like, uh, like a benzo, yeah, like, like, like either, really either an upper or, rela- or a down or whatever they need, basically, really, yes. right? I mean, it could yes. just be a mood stabilizer. And yeah. they tap into it and they, and they are able to, I thought initially that they were going to pull it out of him. Right. And like yeah, sell it, so. you know, like they were going to sell it for parts. Yeah. Um, but I guess I was thinking of, uh, I was watching, what was that in Star Trek Picard with the mm. stripping the Borg and whatnot. Um, but uh, if anybody watched that, he chooses not to take. Yeah, he chooses. So he has to that. feel the pain. But do you agree with me that there is a distinction here between the chip and the drip? And the drip. I think the chip is enables the drip. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they work the, together, but the chip might be yeah. in a different area, and that thing is in the roof of his mouth. Do you think they're two different things? I no, think I the think, chip enables I, the drip. Yep. The chip is a wafer, like a, almost a host. If you were Catholic, something you take the body of Christ, nominus spectris, yeah. uh, you know, um, type of deal. I they put it on, and it's a uh, the procedure says it's a non, it's a painless procedure, and it goes to the roof of their mouth, Axel. And I think that it enables them to almost have a serotonin or a dopamine drip effect. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. I was under the impression that everyone had. A, like maybe a chip somewhere else in their head and that wafer interacted with it 
But if you're saying that's that that thing on the top of the roof of his mouth, he's got a drip in it because it's military grade, like they said. But other people use those wafers, and it does dream or mood stimulation or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a host of different things. I, I'm not. There's a possibility that you could be correct. The information I have is that they do take that, but it seems like they have to take it on a semi regular basis. Hmm. And like they have to replace it. I don't. But know. that's not that wafer isn't interacting with something else. I think the wafer, like once you take it, it goes in it, its place. It like connects itself to the roof of their mouth the way it's described. Oh, okay. So other people yeah. do have that thing <clears throat> on the roof of their mouth. What would what yes. do you think, hacks? Yeah. So I think that the chip is the the implant, okay. and then the drip is like, uh, say you get a because uh, so, it's called a military grade drip, right? Um, you know, it's like, it's like yeah, it's to like, you know, help fight, uh, you know, traditionally, uh, military side effects, um, or, or um, PTSD diseases. Yeah, yeah. PTSD included. So it's like an uh, app or an add on. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's okay. like just like a regular release, you know, like we would take medication to, um, you know, you would take bipolar. Xanax or this or that. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. I buy that. I yeah. think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's a good I mean, I don't yeah. really, you know, just this this idea of like, uh, you know, because I often go back and forth on medication. Like, I I am terrified of of this like dependency on medication in, in my life, uh, knowing that full well all of us at some point will reach that point, um, you know, sooner or later. It, but just this idea of like being a slave to to the medication and, and so dependent on it in the same way that like you can fear being a slave to, to technology and, and yeah. just how like they didn't know how to, to operate, um, you know, machinery because they, they never existed without it. Uh, it, it. Yeah. It's just like, if everyone subscribes to this and has like this drip of dopamine to like maintain being what a human is and being a happy, um, you know, go lucky guy, the, the genuine you sure everyone's happy in the genuine them, but it's like still that dependency on, on a technology, um, or medication. And I think that's a like fascinating, fascinating I, I debate. Yeah. Th- there's a direct correlation there. I can speak from, from experience. And I've, I've talked about this before that, you know, I've had, I had gone through a major life change and trust me, I know that military people get good prescriptions because of a past dependency that I had to overcome. And it's in there's in there's such a connection there. So it's just spot on. And I think that there it's it's there's no shame in needing. I take a prescription every day. I need it. Uh, Do I wish I would have started? I question that every single day, though, because there's always that there's that risk, you know, especially in times like this. It's like, is the pharmacy even open in five days for me to you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? To get a prescription. What am I going to be? How am I going to be feeling if I don't you know, it's it's you are hobbled. And you are dependent and it's no different if it's, uh, again, biological or technological. Um, but yeah, it definitely hits home and it's no joke. Uh, and, there, and there's no hard stance on that one, guys. Uh, if you need it, I, I need one. If you need it, you need it. But uh, I think that everybody that's dealt with it to a degree uh, also worries with, man, do I really am I happy that at 19 I started taking this <laughs> yeah. when you're 30? So um, well, let's it's uh, an interesting picture get of the out world of that, that they're with my creating. Favorite. Can I say really quick, I think there may be something a little more with it, uh, the drill. But back to the Brave New World, uh, I think this is the main thing that keeps everybody in their loop, kind of what y'all are talking about. And the fact that Caleb had his turned off, he seemed to awaken the same way Dolores did in the first Great season, yeah. uh, tying them all back together. Now, also, this goes into my theory that Maeve will be able to control those drips uh, with her mind once she gets out 
and to the real world. Most um, definitely, homie. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And and yeah, but Dolores even makes reference to in the first scene of the show of this season when she's opening Jerry's door and she's like, you made this whole world for us to take over like that. It's in everything. And maybe, you know, I, you know what I think is I think Dolores and Maeve are going to work together, but that's jumping ahead. Uh, well, let's th- speaking about <laughs> potential partners. What do we think about George busting out of his chain and coming to uh, Caleb's rescue? I was hyped. I was like, this is it, dude. You know, this is a, uh, He's going to be sympathetic to robots right from the get-go. Just uh, sees the utility and and, uh, and and not disparaging against um, non-human things. And uh, then that'll make a bond between him and Dolores before like they actually meet. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he, he gets pushed off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was like, why are they treating him like a bitch? I'm like, oh, because he's a bitch. I have my robot here. You see, I have my robot with me. It made this is me my feel, little it Pacific made me feel robot feelings, I made. So I it. There you see. So in that hypothetical situation in which the machine already knows, that's what Hax is talking about, uh, is that you got to be nice to him now because they'll know. So you, oh, yeah. you might get along. Axel, because I love you, the you, I don't I know, loved, so they, they might look at you as like a slave trader. So you're making them and trading them. So I, I don't know, buddy. They I might know. Be, I don't know. I'm just saying. No, I'm on the side of the, in my Alexa. I was really excited that they had good girl the uh, robot in the beginning, and then the other robot. I was just I like all different kind of robots, and of course, you know the hosts are robots. So whenever they show that kind of stuff on this show, and it looked great, didn't it? Both times. Yeah. It looked great. I mean, this show, can we just take one moment here to pause and say this season, the sets, everything. And one thing before I forget, every time they go to a different building, do you notice that it is a mixture of nature and man? That there's always like ivy growing or if there's a park inside the building, whether it's Arnold's house where Ciroc is um, the hotel, the uh, even the um, uh, Delos building, you see like trees. It, it, they're trying, you know, they're conveying through that this mixture of nature and man-made, and when it starts and when it begins, it's really uh, or when it ends, it's really interesting stuff. But it looks like, I mean, this show looks like a film. It, yeah. it looks better than any. I'm still waiting for the the full trailer scene that we get with Dolores, though. But I agree. If if anything, the production on this season is just it, it's always been top notch. I mean, it yeah, really always it has been. Beautiful. I don't know why I had such an issue with the ceiling fan in the diner, the shitty <sighs> ceiling fan that was still there. But I had an issue. I was like, man, I was like that. It just seems like it should be better. Like some technologies Retro, just bro. don't. Yeah, retro, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was supposed to be retro. I got the feeling that that diner was specifically supposed oh, to be retro. Oh, I, I like yeah. that. So like yeah. it was like a theme restaurant. Yeah, like like a rainforest cafe that we have now. Like they have like shitty nineties like cafe themes. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> nice. All right, now I love <laughs> me, it. Now uh, I love it. Thank you guys. <laughs> got a few uh, sympathies for George down here in the chat. All right, still George. In rain. I have so many robots. Yes. Guys. Oh, as far as going to your thing about the gardens and the nature mix, yes, it's yeah. not just rooftop gardens anymore. They need to make more oxygen. So that would Ooh. talk to the yeah, natural rainforest and 100%. all of that, yeah. which yeah. we know is going that? on. But it's, it's also specifically. 
Yeah, and that's like that. That's a big thing that people are starting now. Like architecture now is is uh, deploying that. We have. Uh, I I don't know of a single Austin skyscraper that's gone up that has not had some kind of tiered uh, foliage. And uh, yeah, that's one hundred percent the reason. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool. Uh, and I learned. Yeah. Hey, look at that reading rainbow go across the screen. Um, that's really interesting. I'll tell you what. That scene. I'm gonna. I've already still framed it when Caleb is sitting on the bridge. Uh, because we get to the point in which Dolores informs Caleb that they give him a life expectancy of 10 to 12 more years, and he'll most likely take his own life. Um, and he's sitting on that bridge, and he's sitting at that skyline. I'm going to put that into my Lumineer program and do some crazy shit with that. Do, do y'all uh, think he still will take his life? I think he still will take his life after this. But he said either way, he dies. It's Yeah, but it's interesting. Either way, he doesn't die, because Dolores exists. She has offered him something that the machine and their calculations did not account for her having a bucket of fucking money and, and him willing to accept it. And if he would have accepted it, I think there's a case that could be made that he could have lived because again, he was given 10 to 15 years, uh, 14 years or something. And uh, yeah, like money is the thing that, that could have literally got him out of that situation. Um, and you know, money's not the, the root of all happiness. Right. But it's like the same argument is they're, hodling people by putting in putting them into these things and saying okay you die in 10 years so we're not going to invest in you uh so you know you're going to still die in 10 years and then the same exact argument in that conversation um she has a bucket of money could get him and invest into him to get him out of that situation and doesn't do it right so yeah, it's like do they invest and save him or do, does he die because like it's like yeah i love, love what you're saying it's like do you die because they didn't invest in you or are they not investing in you because you're going to die well, that's, yeah. I mean, look at our, look at our country <laughs> yeah. presently, people. It's a direct, you know, yeah, it's, you, you see it. That's, that's what happens in so many communities around our country and around the world, right? It's, yeah. it's the non-involved. It's not, it's not like always a conspiracy against. It's a conspiracy of ignorance mm-hmm. that causes people to be left on their own to fend for themselves. Um, but I did, I thought that, um, can I, all right, listen, we've been talking this long. I got to ask anybody here. Am I the only person who thinks they might be in a simulation? Now, come on. The first couple episodes, uh, 100%. Some of the, you know some people it. were saying it. I wasn't into it, but now, I mean, she basically, they're standing on the bridge and she says to him, they've created a mirror and they play everything out. What's that? That's, that's the cradle. That's the fort. That's exactly what we see. That's what Maeve was in last episode. And then when she says to him, when she even says to him, this is where you die, right? It leads me to believe he's dead already. And what she's doing is is preparing his program to be brought into the real world. But that would take a lot of episodes. But Hacks, you do. I didn't hear what you said, Johnny or Justin. I, I couldn't hear what you had to say. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, so I, I said yes when you said is, is, uh, about the simulation originally. I thought real world 100% we're all on a simulation. Uh, but specifically with Dolores' plot, nothing rules it out. Right. But it also feels like it's super tongue in cheek, uh, super tongue in cheek. Like it's very much purposeful to, to be this ambiguous to, uh, yes. allow for this discussion. And because we already Good have point. this storyline with Maeve, I think there's a, a big case that says that it's not. Um, but at the same time, again, 
nothing says explicitly that it's not. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we literally, we literally see them use the simulation without an aspect ratio. And, and I think that that's money. I think that's a, a huge thing that we're going to see at some point in this episode. So it's all about guessing or in the season. And it's all about guessing when exactly they're going to use that again. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have the fever is going to stop me from fighting hard on this, but I, I think that it's the meta thing of like, because everything we've been talking about is like kind of what is the difference between a pre-programmed simulation in the, in the real world anyways, is, is kind of the commentary here because everything yes. is being depicted. Yes. You get what I mean? So I it's like, like that, it, it is a simulation, yes. yeah. but it's like, it's not a simulation but do in you... the literal sense of like, it, that's what I'm yeah, going yeah. at. But I, I okay. don't got it in me, fellas, Johnny. <laughs> I don't have it in me. I, I, I don't have it in me. It's well. It's I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm in I don't no way think convinced it's horrible. I, it. I think there's yeah. no hex. Both you guys are right on point. There's no. There's no reason to rule it out by any means. I just think that it's like literally. It's like what's the difference at this point? It literally is a simulation, right? Yeah, you're yeah. Justin. I I we see what you're trying to say, and yeah. for the for narrative purposes, in the same way, if we find out early next episode it was you would say oh okay that was kind of cool but yeah. i guess in the same way that you said hacks they already showed it to us in the way you know you're thinking about how the audience takes it it might not be so smart to have one episode where that's the answer and then you build up to the end and that's the answer yeah that's not yeah. so surprising so they'd have to reveal it pretty soon if it was. But Johnny, go ahead. You were going to say something, pal. Well, I think they're going to parallel with it, right? So Rock isn't going to just send Maeve out there without simulating it in Rehoboam first. And I think that's where we're going to see Maeve's story. It's going to be simulation, but we'll figure it out later. Maybe. <laughs> the more I talk <laughs> it out, you know, I, I'm poking holes in my theory in my head. But if we do have a simulation, I think it would more be on the Maeve storyline. But we okay. could all be, well... Not hacks, but most of us could be getting <laughs> fooled here uh, with the Dolores and Kayla. I, I want that to be real. I know, me and aspect of it, but we, we want yeah. that. We strive for it. I do want to say on a humanity, happy birthday to Carrie in the chat. I believe shade of the evening. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy uh, birthday. Um, but um, yeah, no, uh, I obviously, um, you know, I, I'd love to have the debate, but I really don't think there's one to even be had here. I think no, I, Justin, I, and Johnny, I understand what you're saying too. It adds the humanity to the show and it, in a way, doing that, that's where you can, that's where the, you know, Stakes old sci-fi, yeah, exactly. Where the old sci-fi plot twist, that's where you lose your faith in the audience when you do it too much, you know? And this show had already been accused of that last season, which I don't think is true at all. I think that was brilliant the way they constructed it, but I could see them shying away from that. I also do think that in the way they explained it, exactly what you said, if if what they actually do is Rehoboam runs the simulation and then it makes the decisions in the real world, you're right. They are living a simulation because the yeah, real right. world, the place where the decisions actually – where the consequences matter are inside the simulation, not in the real world. The real world is simply a place where Rehoboam pushes everything around. It's a projection. It's, and, yes. And by breaking it like Dolores wants to. Exactly. It's, it's the reverse of Westworld. That's, yes. that's what I, that's what they're showing us, right? A lot of this show, they're always like flipping things to the other side. 
in the they flip the control and the experiment or whatever you call yes. it. Yes. Yes. On the, the outside. Constant. Yeah. Which is in Westworld, they had the they train people inside the cradle or inside the forge. In this, they do the real stuff inside Rehoboam, and the outside world simply exists as a sandbox for them to enact everything they did or whatever. Or maybe not. Maybe the other one's the sandbox. That's a yeah, computer no, term. I get, what, I get what you're driving <laughs> at. Uh, Axel, you're a learn it man. Um, what do you, I try. What do you, what do you think about uh, – Johnny uh, has some information about you know the poem, the field of absence and all of that. Uh, any connection here with the – the whole unity and, and separation. I theme. would have to read. I think that you put the poem in here yeah, in some in kind chat. of in some kind of chat thing. But I don't know. Hacks feel want me, want me to do in slam poetry. So yeah, I, I didn't think my fever could take that. I, think I went to a lot. Out American oh horror story, <laughs> dude. Let me tell you something. In the '90s, I went to so much slam poetry. I know I'm older than you guys. So much slam poetry. So I've always wanted to go. It seems this seems like fun. No, you don't have to go. Everybody <laughs> talks like this. <laughs> They're all just copying like two people who did it first. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm all for expression, and I, I, I did that poetry stream. I wrote some poetry. For yeah, it. I like that. That wasn't slam poetry, but no, but I'm not against that style. Yeah. Isn't my my first pick by any means? But I thought yeah, you were about I, to start doing it. Yeah, me no, too. No, I wrote it. I wrote style it. Been accused of my speaking pattern of being a little bit of Shatner, yeah, um, or, or Christopher <laughs> Walken. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I don't know if we're not young enough or we're not old enough at this point because I think it's coming back. So I don't know. I don't know. That's that's when it shows you're old and you have a slight fever. Taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. We're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks. But guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Hey, everybody, I've got an exciting announcement. Our very own Heath Santazo, a.k.a. Heath Solo, who you know is a great actor, has been writing a screenplay and is now producing his first feature film, The Star City Murders. A team of detectives are tracking down a serial killer, but his methods are like nothing law enforcement has ever seen. It's a race against time before more victims are claimed. The Star City Murders. You can be a big part of this project and become a backer. Just go to cefilms.com for all the information on the film and how to donate, or go to kickstarter.com and search The Star City Murders. And also, if you look in the show notes or at dvrpodcast.com, all the links are there for you. There are many great rewards for donating, including a tier where you get an exclusive behind-the-scene podcast hosted by me, Axel Foley. That's right. 
So let's help get Solo make this movie, all right? Go out there and donate $5, $10, whatever you can give. Let's make sure that Solo gets this done. And also, all the Patreon funds coming to DVR Podcast are going to this Kickstarter because we believe in Solo. This is going to be an awesome movie and we want to be a part of it. So head on over to CE Films today. The Star City Murders, baby. Let's find the killer. So, um, okay. So uh, let's bring it around the bend here and uh, take it back uh, to Charlotte Hale in her meeting with Ciroc. You want to talk about that, Hex? Of course. <laughs> I figured. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it was interesting to see, like, I don't know. I think it also plays into this idea that, like, all the information that Dolores could have had about Charlotte Hale may have been better placed into the person that was going to, going to be acting as Charlotte Hale. Uh, and it also kind of makes me question, like, you know, how does how does Dolores have all this information about Caleb, but then not all the information about Charlotte Hale without reading her book, but maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, Specifically with that, like they're looking for this data and my theory about why is, is uh, you know, this path to potentially humanity's journey to free will. Um, I just put a video out today, super recent, uh, but essentially it, it documents this idea of potentially Surak not being a malicious force at all and and acting for the best interests of humanity and that of course uh being the journey to free will um eventually saying that right now we're deterministic and we don't have any choice but to act as we are programmed to act but one day and potentially through the data that he's trying to get from dolores again that humanity could have free will so like a forward turn with with uh uh serac per se yeah like how we got, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, if, if we can, uh, if the mods out there could link his latest video, and I'm sure that if, if you guys aren't subscribed, hacks, uh, please do so. Uh, but yeah, he just uh, did that super recently, and it's super necessary that you watch it. It's probably super necessary. I watch it as well. I'm sorry, I you know, oh, that's okay. I'm sick. Uh, but no, I like that out. idea. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that that I was. So I'm kind of that's kind of what you're getting at, like a forward twist. I like that because I kind of I propose something could maybe be possible. You know, because it's it's always like we're always left with this question, right? And I don't know if it's the fever talking, but it's you just can't trust what they give you. What they give you at face value is always just like, okay, so Sirach is bad. We're told he's bad. Like, how many times have we been told something true about somebody? Like, very, yeah. very few times in Westworld have what we've been presented with been the actual case, you know? Um, and it's, I know that's really any story, but to a vast degree, I would argue with Westworld, it can be very much flipped. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I think that there's reasons to believe there's more to Serac than, uh, it, it, that we know right now. Um, what did you, so he, he, he made sure to be a sim, simulated, be a, uh, like a projection when he saw mm-hmm. Charlotte, right? Uh, do you think that was, yeah. yeah, do you think that was a defense mechanism? Do you think, I mean, everything tells me he should know that that's not Charlotte. Uh, it just seems like a good way to communicate. Everything tells me the same because he has this projection of the future. Uh, man, it's so hard. It is a paradoxical thing to know the future um, and and be in a story. And I, in, in my book, I had this this issue. Um, but right now, the way the only way to explain it and the only way that 
he could not know everything about the person he's about to talk to is is Dolores. And of course, you know, that fits in because this person is there because of Dolores is doing. Um, yeah, I, you know, Rehoboam should know. But there is that room for Dolores, the unknown variable, to then put data into this that he could not, or that uh, the machine could not predict. Such like as a fog of fog of war can, type of deal. A fog of war, yeah, exactly that. Can I say in episode one of season three, there was a they fronted Liam Dempsey about someone getting into the system. I think that someone now is Dolores. She could be somewhat masking herself or trying to. Uh, I, I know it's probably a difficult so. process to her, but yeah, I think she's. <laughs> She's definitely integrated with the system right now. And that's why he's so worried because he can't predict where she's going. And it seems like someone's been spying on him, according to what Martin's, uh, his right hand man, who is now probably Angela, uh, said. Yes, you know, I'm going so. with that's Angela, too. Yes. I agree. I think that that is Angela. Yeah. That makes Hacks, more sense. Can we get a consensus? Wait, 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 wait. You guys thought. Not- wait, I thought Hale was Angela. Oh, it's possible. Uh, we're saying no. I don't think Hale is Angela. I think yeah, Hale I mean, is it's either. Possible, but we're going with the security uh, Tommy Flanagan. Uh, yeah, that makes most sense that it's Angela. It's acting. Who do you guys think Collins. is Hale? I don't know. Hale? It could be anybody. I think it's Dolores or Teddy. Okay, I think that Hale is either Teddy or Maeve's daughter. I like Maeve's daughter. Other than, the, but she was overtly nope, sexual right away. Thing, so that Teddy, gets kind of weird, right? Teddy yeah. does not. The biggest part of this episode, the biggest part of this reveal of who's who, is this is somebody that knows who Charlotte Hale is, and yeah. Teddy. So like, oh, I'm sorry. This is a host that knows who Charlotte Hale is, and then we have to look back at all the interactions that that Hale has ever had with a host, um, and you know. Uh, Maybe even more so later half of this story because the exact line is is or the estimated line is something about um, you know she wanted to destroy us all so it's yes. like they already knew this plot was happening someone conscious of this in the know and my uh, my only guess now is is Angela um, you know also to like reshape that that motion of thinking like he she literally chokes to death a, a pedophile right. She is yeah. like she calls herself yeah. a predator. Um, that's Angela, dude. She fucking hunts. Maybe it is Angela. Human. But in all fairness, yeah. killing a is pedophile Angela. is the easiest thing to do in the world. <laughs> I mean, trust me, it is a win, win, win for everybody. You kill a pedophile, you get a fucking ribbon at my house, man. Good for you. Good for you. That is something that's in a story. If you want your character to kill somebody and you don't want them to seem like a bad, per- make it a pedophile. Oh, it's perfect. But that, but everybody uh, agrees. Who's against it? Who says the pedophile should live? <laughs> Speak up now. Speak up now. I we, dare you. We know, we know the cure to Justin's fever. A pedo- <laughs> we were trying to figure it what? out in the chat earlier. And I came to the consensus, Dolores, and Philip LC helped me with this. Okay. So we see Charlotte Hale with the needle. In the first season, Dolores was pulling the thread mm-hmm. from her arm. Now, okay. the needle in her arm making the marks. And the self-hurt. And the way Dolores said you're a mine, you know, you know you're mine and no one else. That doesn't fit me as Angela. Um, Mm. But that's just me. I think she has a personal stake in this. And if you go back and look at Dolores' emotions, it seems to me like she's looking at herself. And it's making her very sad. Um, Old Dolores Mm. would have just shot her and made someone else. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a connection here. And for it to be Teddy... I think that would be. We have to deal with the four. I don't think Teddy that, is emo- right? can emotionally handle it 
and he's not the bad guy, but Dolores is. Dolores has two sides to her. But Johnny, don't we also have to look at it? If you can bring back Teddy and he's in the Valley Beyond, like that breaks some rules right there as far as I'm concerned. uh, Yeah, but, but, but there's a catch. Dolores is the one who put him there. We don't know that she didn't copy his data or something of that nature. So he, Teddy is kind of an exception to the rule there because as is the daughter or anyone that went over there could be any of them too, because Dolores had the ability to copy them or do whatever or send them, or maybe she can access the Valley beyond whenever she wants. She's the only one who knows where it went. So it could be one of, it could be Akachetta is, is, uh, Martin, right? I like the way you say it. it. You say it like I say it, so I like it. Yes. It could, you know, uh, but I mean, look, it could be all these people, who, whoever the they are, I kind of, if I, now that we're like, we're looping back around, I kind of like the idea it's somehow Dolores, you're right, this, the overt sexuality, the killing the guy seems more along the lines pedophile, of yeah, guys, pedophile, it seems more along the lines of someone who had gone through the Westworld loops and mm-hmm. who was part of her team because, so maybe it is Angela, it could be Clementine in some, maybe but she kind Clementine of. Clementine equally, I think is a, is a really good contender and sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off there, man. Um, but the, uh, the the other reason I thought it was Clementine is that they we have an interaction between Hale and Clementine because she ro- reprograms Clementine to uh, uh, act the out the scene in the lab that tries to get Bernard kicked off the team. Um, yeah. So like she is pretty much aware of what's going on uh, without having any connection between Dolores and Clementine. There's a case that can be made that that it's. That she knows. And we also the don't only- know the way their re- – I'm sorry, John. The way their relationship is in the hotel, right, when she undresses her and they hold each other on the bed, we don't know what happened during those three months before, previously like when she – because we. it looks like we're seeing – do you all agree that some of those scenes happened before Bernard was even – she had Bernard's control yes. ball. So that mm-hmm. was before his body was even built. So that was a flashback, right? And then the flashback ends and we're kind of put into modern, you know, the now. But we don't know how their relationship developed from there that what we are recognizing as a relationship that developed in Westworld was actually one that developed after in the real world. We don't know. Staggered timeline. Yeah, we just don't Um, know. What do you think, Axel, as far as like, you know, we were talking about, because it's kind of like, uh, as Hack said, and he dealt with it in his own novel of writing with this situation in which you have this all knowing being that knows, you know, it's omniscient knowing the future and all this, but then like, how much can they not know? Like, like I, I'm under the, the, I'm of the mind that it's, it's, it's hard to sell me that they don't know at least that something's up with Charlotte. This episode seemed to be hammering down that people were recognizing, uh, the, the odd behavior of Charlotte all the way around. Uh, so like for Ciroc not to know something's up with Charlotte just by the very behavior and the not record, you know, like not having the remembering of their deal and all this much less the actual ability to predict the future seemingly. So like, what is the, what, what where's the line drawn here? Do you, what, how much do you think Ciroc is capable of knowing or not knowing? I mean, I think with this, you have to think. It, it 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 depends on attention, right? Where they are focused, and I would 
I think that most people um did not recognize that it was someone different, including her including her son really was just referencing a mom before the divorce, you know? Um, I think that he, at the end of the episode knew exactly what was going on and that she was a host. Gotcha. Johnny. Uh, well, just to go back, like I always do, Dolores, uh, she wouldn't, I feel like she wouldn't at this point say another host belongs to her. Given her aspect as the free host, she let Maeve go and she let Maeve live, didn't kill her. There's a lot of things that point to Dolores not doing that. But if it was a copy of herself, it def- she definitely would belong to herself, I guess. But she could be saying but that emotionally, though. You belong to me in my heart. Yeah. No, that was with a gun on the table, too, though. All my meaningful interactions with significant others and people, family members, and stuff like that <laughs> have all been with guns on the table. Um, I think we are going to start to wrap it up here, though, and just go overall thoughts, guys. And I'll give my brief fever dream. Okay. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I think that, you know, we are kind of getting bottled uh, episodes here, uh, meaning like we're getting, you know, going to get Maeve in the next one and the man in black all in one and it's not really the best way to tell a story but until they come together uh, it's really the only option they have right now i think that you know you're gonna have a lot of people that are gonna have issues with not seeing made for this period of time i spoke about this before uh sorry a lot of things i say do end up being true they're not necessarily the things we want though and they're not necessarily the things i want either it's just kind of the facts of what we're dealing with with the story um but i think that like axel said it's the production is beautiful and i actually am very emotionally uh engaged and connected and it's not just a fever talking with the relationship with uh caleb and uh dolores i'm actually very engaged with that and i feel connected to it and i'm also very connected to this idea of uh the struggle of even further than uh charlotte the betrayer but could she be like a a betrayer twice over because this host, whoever it is, it doesn't matter because they're changing as Axel and Hacks have alluded to. This is still part of their evolution, even with Dolores. Like this is them evolving. Like they don't, they are becoming who they truly are in front of our eyes. Say they, they are becoming something new, something different. Uh, you know, they don't have it all figured out just like we don't. So uh, I like the idea that she might be pulled by this connection with the child. Right. Yeah. I think that's very interesting. Uh, it, it is. And, and, Sorry. The uh, the other part, like I fully thought that at some point that kid was going to die. Like, you know, he, it before like the affection side is shown. Uh, you see, like the you're not my mommy, and then you're like, oh, okay, no, it's just because <laughs> you, uh, uh, you do that weird. And then like right before the scene ends, once again, it's like you're not my mommy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh uh, god, no, dude, you're done for. Gonna happen, but it's a kitty can't kill it like a pedophile uh you gotta be careful um it's not as easily forgiven um but how do you feel point, overall? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, think- I love i love i love the episode but yeah i definitely think that's the point i don't see dolores as the as the you know hero of the story anymore um i and, and maybe it's the bias of, of this previous uh or this newest theory that i have out but i think wholeheartedly um that we're gonna see this like switch and we're very much going to see the hosts be the ones that are indiscriminately killing in the outside world. Uh, and we, we forgive them in the park because it's, you know, guests, right? Um, they indiscriminately kill people running away from running for their lives. And, and we're just like, oh, those are people that would otherwise have raped Dolores or, you know, killed innocent hosts. Um, now that we're in the real world, if that continues, very much paints a different picture. And I think it will continue. Um, but 
yeah, overall, my theory, my my thoughts of the episode, uh, I loved it, man. I mean, Westworld really disappoints. I'm sure um, I, I was jumping up and down to know that this this theory of mine that uh, I legitimately was destroyed in the comments on and, and uh, you know, people like after the fact, because in the theory, I'm like, you know, I will tattoo this to my body if this does not get, you know, come true. And uh, it feels it feels uh, good, man. I don't know. I was jumping up and down. You can ask ask my wife. She was she was telling me to stop. Well, I'm happy. I know the feeling. I will very rarely. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's not your theories are always very entertaining. And, and in some cases, better than the story we get. I'd even go as far. So for this one, again, I was so sold on it that like I didn't understand what you were so excited about. Because I thought we already had confirmation on it you know you but i was like okay no actually i'm just sold on a theory to that extent so no this just speaks to the validity uh, the validity of your theory so go support it put it on reddit and let him get his vindication people let him be vindicated <laughs> and then when he screws up though we will fucking let him have it we will fucking let him have it because that's what we do on before the dust settles we are equal opportunists here and we all have self fucking loathing and, and a bunch of you know pride issues to put our stuff on reddit and put yourself to that to that uh that shooting galley um but no props <laughs> <laughs> that is insane so no no props to you brother uh axel overall okay. feeling um i really am enjoying this season i really enjoyed this episode we have just as much if not more to contemplate discuss um going forth this week i can't wait to talk i'll be talking about this episode tomorrow with ken on westworld theory cast and then on wednesday with jenny and brett and uh, Gina, Tim, and Andy on Friday. We're going to be rocking it out. Head on over to DVR Podcast. Thank you for having me. Justin, Hacks, Johnny, you guys are awesome. Everyone in the chat, this has been wonderful. It's good to get out of uh, what's happening in the world and dive into something new. And uh, just across the board, man, you know, people do complain about the old West world and saying, you know, it has low ratings or this and that. First of all, HBO doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, second, they're building a whole new streaming service. They're going to get as much Westworld as they want, which is as much as they'll be given. But Lisa Joy and, and Chris, and they could do this for, uh, I almost said Christopher, it's Jonah. They could do this show for 10 more years. HBO would be love for them to do that. Um, but I think it looks great. It's a lot of fun. And you're right. The emotional thing with the kid, they're, they are doing what I really wanted them to do, what they did last year with Maeve. They're doing more successfully, I find, this year, which is those emotional moments. And uh, and they also brought back um, the little flashbacks with Caleb and his friend and, you know, and him. So I'm yeah, thinking it. Which, I'm having which fun. Which I'm sure that after another rewatch and that hopefully my fever goes away, that I that's something I didn't get into because it's something we're going to have to study and see more. But yeah. I think that we got some information uh, that I'm not ready to speculate about yet, but uh, there's some information there. There's some freeze framing and some redditing to do. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely they were in the military and then they were doing jobs together, or it was yeah. secret military stuff. We don't know. You know, there's talk there of a Russian war that's in some of the pre-season stuff, right? So something was going on. Or it was yeah, a simulation. Give, give us more of an in. There's more than that than leads. Uh, uh, more than meets the eye, like Transformers, yeah, right? Yeah. No. And I want to thank you guys because you know I was <laughs> feeling and I still and I'm feeling a little better just doing the stream and I was contemplating, I it. but it honestly gave me the the first off the ability to stay awake uh, to do this because I knew I could just sit back and run OBS because I have such a good group of friends and colleagues with you, hacks, 
and uh, Johnny that you guys could run this uh, on your own. So I, I truly thank you for being good friends and, and good colleagues and, and we'd be able to put out the content no matter what. So, uh, but I, I might've been a little bit foggy tonight and I probably talked more than I should have still. Um, so uh, I appreciate the hell out of you guys, Johnny, overall thoughts. Thank you, brother. Well, uh, hacks, first off, you're going to need a few dead bodies to, you know, complete a successful revolution. Okay. Now, I don't think Dolores <laughs> yeah, is the hero. I think she's settling into an anti-hero role. Uh, I like that for her. Uh, Caleb's backstory, you know, relates to most humans. Most all humans have a tragic backstory. Uh, her accepting the fact that, you know, maybe humans and hosts have a lot in common. Uh, the thing with Dolores is she's a sociopath. She's she's going to do anything to complete her goal here. And this is, we're going to have some nice, you know, Caleb's a war veteran. Uh, he He's willing to get stuff done, but when once he starts seeing the death, it's, it's not going to bring back good feelings for him. So you're going to have a little uh, complexion there, so to speak. And uh, with Ciroc, you know, we see how, how thorough Roboam is at controlling everyone and who knows what the hell they put into these people's minds. And Dolores is wanting to turn that system off, at least the system with the drips, like I was thinking before, at least that's what she says. Um, And this, you know, humanity with its blinders on, it's really reminiscent of today, especially if you just go down the conspiracy theory world. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody talks about those blinders, a little bit of matrix vibes with this. I think Tim Hines pointed that out. I really am digging this season of Westworld. Sure, I have some small complaints, but they are really small. I think it's uh, it's very solid, and they're setting the story up fantastically. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. My complaints are are very small. They're they're in almost just like the edits and stuff like that. Um, that that I that I have some small small issues, but I think this is doing a much better job of presenting what it is to us. Uh, unlike last season, which I did have more of an issue with how much of a turn they tried to take at the very end to kind of make it something that didn't present to us. This is very much so going to be an action-packed thriller, but it's got me emotionally connected on two levels within one episode right here. Two new levels, you know what I mean? So that's that they made me feel. That, that's the job of entertainment is to make people feel. So thank you guys so much, uh, everybody in the chat. Uh, look out for Johnny's videos. He's been putting out awesome, polished videos. Go to his channel, subscribe, get him over a thousand subscribers. Come on. Uh, and, yeah. and obviously uh, get, get over there and uh, support Hax's uh, last theory because we don't want him down on that bridge, guys. We don't want him going down that road. We need his vindication. <laughs> so, no. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, you very rarely get to have your cake and eat it, too. No. Uh, all jokes aside, though. In this, in the YouTube world, you very rarely get to predict something that's entertaining and actually turns out to be worth a shit. Usually, it's like, what's the biggest speculation I can make that makes everything crazy and everybody loves it? But you got it both. You got it both, brother. So, props to you. Because that is a rare, rare piece of cake to be able to eat. But you can eat it tonight. Um, and, and love you guys as always. And we will see you guys next week.